The Tie and Hoodie Show is sponsored by ICCLending.com. For real estate service, please go to ICCLending.com. Three, two, one. Every human came to earth with a gift. And they must discover that gift and refine that gift for them to be fulfilled. The prerequisite for spending time with any person is that they nourish and inspire you. They feed your flame. Yo, hey man, how you work this radio? You're not listening to the Ty and Hoodie Show. Keep it locked. Owning a home and paying it off is one of the data points of an everyday millionaire. Home sales across the U.S. are on the rise as buyers take advantage of record low mortgage rates. Good morning, morning, morning. Now let's get back to the Ty and Hoodie Show. Good morning, good morning. It's the high, it's the Ty and Hoodie Show right here on 93.5 K-Day every Sunday morning, 6.30 to 7 a.m. It's always our pleasure to serve you in the community. I'm your host, Trevon Smith, also known as Trey, and this is my guy, my man, Mr. Andrew Jesse Koba. How you doing, Andrew? I'm doing good, Trevon. How are you today? Oh, it's, it's a good day. It's a good day. It's always it's a good, good day. day. Yeah. Anytime we so- can get up and express some positivity, correct? Well, I mean, I miss I miss the hugs and I mean, the handshakes and you <laughs> yeah. know all of that stuff, yeah, we, you know. Yeah, we def we definitely been zooming way too much lately. Yeah, yeah, but, so much zoom. Yeah. But look, if if you miss this show or or, or getting late to this show because we get a lot of texts and emails throughout the week, you can catch all our shows at tieandhoodieshow.com. And as always, all our shows are sponsored by ICC Lending, the one stop shop for all your home loans. But today's guest. I can't wait. I haven't seen her in a while. I haven't talked to her in a while. Uh, we used to do some uh, some work with the American Heart Association back in the day. I'll have her talk a little bit about that because we always, you know, try to support the community and, and uplift the community of what they need to do to have better health. But our guest right here is, uh, is the one and only America's favorite nurse, Nurse Alice Benjamin. Hi. Good morning, everyone. How are you doing? Uh, you know what? I'm doing well. I'm really excited about um, how things are going professionally, personally, and also with this, you know, COVID pandemic. I think we're we're heading in the right direction. So I'm excited about a lot of mm. things. Maybe we talk a little bit about that, Andrew. Well, yeah, sure, we will. I mean, uh, you know, I've I've done some research about you. You're kind of popular. I mean, you know. Well, th- well thank you, thank you. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, well, you are. I mean, like I've I've done some research. So you, you've been on, you know, national TV on, on a lot of different networks, and I, I know it's been a long journey. And and you know, especially now that we're in this period, we're still in this pandemic period. Um, just wanted to personally say thank you for all the information that you have been giving on all these shows and and, and how you've been helping people, you know, just move move forward, so to say. Well, thank you for that. I, you know, I have this mantra of. Um, I like to talk to people before they become my patients. So, I mean, while I'm on the front lines working in the ER and the ICU and really doing life-saving measures, um, I, every opportunity I get to speak to a group of people, whether it's three people, three, 30 people, 300 people talking about health and wellness, I always want to take the opportunity because I'd rather talk to you, you know, this way versus we're having a whole nother conversation in my ICU or my ER, if you can even talk to me at that point. So I really, uh, and especially with brown and black people, you know, where 
historically, it's been years and years, highest risk for heart disease, um, highest risk for stroke and all of these other things. And so I really want to swing that pendulum so we can get on the preventative side of things. So thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about everything we're going to talk about today. Well, let's get let's get into talking a little bit about you, because it's a it's a lot of people at work right now listening um, and, 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 and a lot of people go to our YouTube page. Uh, let's talk about how when you grew up, did you know you was going to become a nurse or is, is the medical field something you were always interested in? If you could just kind of give us your little backstory, because I'm always interested to see how people fall in certain careers. Yes. So that's a great question. So. Uh, the first part is no, I didn't want to be a nurse. Well, I didn't know I wanted to be in the medical field, period. I wanted to be an accountant. I wanted to count the money, right? This is what I wanted to do. Um, and I took a couple courses in high school and early college. And it just was like, I could do it, but it just wasn't, I, there wasn't any, uh, I wasn't really drawn to as much, drawn to it um, as much as I thought I would be. And then my dad, who was retired military, you know, in the military at that time, the way you got a break is if you smoke cigarettes. So they would say, smoke them if you got them. So my dad picked up smoking in the military. And then over the course of years, you know, smoking for a long period of time, um, he'd had a heart attack. He'd had a stroke, experienced some heart failure. And as the eldest daughter, you know, I would always help my mom help take care of my dad. And then my dad used to tell me, Alice, you're going to be a great nurse one day. I said, no, daddy, I'm going to be an accountant. I'm going to count these coins. Right. And so, but so it was just a calling though. Every time, you know, he had a medical appointment or had to go to the hospital, I was there and it was just kind of, I was just drawn into it. Um, and I remember um, my dad went, had to go to the emergency room. He had a massive heart attack and this is when he, he passed. But I remember saying to myself, because I could hear the confusion in the emergency room and hindsight's always 2020, but I looked back and I was like, you know what? He didn't get this type of education. He wasn't on this type of medications. Why not? Why didn't he get this treatment? You know, growing up in the hood, you know, we went to the community hospital. We thought that's what we had access to, but that was a time where I decided that I was going to be the best cardiac nurse in the world and make sure that people of color would not have to experience these things like these gaps in care that, you know, all these health disparities are because we don't have access to quality health care like some of our white counterparts do. Because so you know, again, hindsight's twenty twenty. There were certain medications he could have possibly been on. He could have got more education about certain things. Um, and he just didn't get that. So I decided I would become America's uh, favorite nurse, the best cardiac nurse in the world. And slowly but surely, I kind of found my footing. But it was more of a calling, if anything. I was drawn to this. And so, you know, I went to nursing school, went for my... Uh, and, you know, I had, I had to work and go to school at the same time. So it was a hustle. It wasn't easy. Yeah. I was working, I was going to school, but every opportunity I had, not only did I just work, you know, as just as a nurse, like clock in, clock out, but I extended myself to the community, which is why I did a lot of work with American Heart Association, because, you know, everybody knows American Heart Association, but they weren't always in our neighborhoods, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I tried to bridge the gap, take the science, the information, the resources that they had, and bridge them with the neighborhoods that weren't as familiar with the folks at the American Heart Association. So Trey, that's kind of how, you know, when I finally made my way to LA, that's how we met yeah. um, with the American I, Heart Association. I, I never, you know what, all the times we talked, I never even knew that about you. I think we kind of yeah. skipped mm -hmm. that part. That's interesting. And, I, and, I, yeah. and I'm sorry about your dad as well. 
Yes. Well, I mean, thank you for that. But he really was the catalyst because I remember he was like, Alice, you're going to be a great, you'll be a great nurse one day. Even when I didn't see it in myself, he saw it in me. And then when he, you know, our family went through that with him, I was like, oh no, we're about to take off. Nobody, I don't want anybody, anybody's family to have to go through what we went through. Possibly, mm -hmm. you know, not that I could necessarily change the course of anything, but had he had access to the information, the medication, the resources or known where to go, then perhaps the outcome might've been different. He might've been with us a little bit longer. I don't know, but I don't want anyone else to have to find out the hard way. So I try very hard to connect resources, information uh, with people so they can make healthier choices. Oh. Wow, so I mean, that's, that's, that's very personal and powerful. I mean, because, you know, me, you know, originally from Nigeria, I've been here over 20 plus years, and I've seen it from the outside looking in, knowing that you know, black and brown don't have the same access to information or resources like, you know, Caucasians and Asians in this country. You know, um, and, and I wanna thank you for what you're doing. I mean, so personally, I was gonna be a doctor, you know, but mm -hmm. after my, biochemistry class and we took a practicum on cadavers. I'm like, uh-uh, can't do this. So I, I had to switch majors. You know, there is a lot of people out there who are caring, who are loving, who want to do something for their community. How can you encourage them to go through the path? I mean, you, you, you stumbled into it because of your, your own personal story. How, how, how can you encourage people to you know, what's the best way or the, there's no easiest way. What's the best way to go through this path to become caring and become a nurse or become really good at health, you know, like you did? Well, I, I will, I'll start with saying this um, at the time. And it, it's not always easy to follow the career pathway you want to, especially if it costs a lot of money, the schools you want to go to aren't in your neighborhood. So, which is why I had to work and go to school at the same time. Um, and it was a challenge for me. Uh, it was expensive, you know, I had to study, so I wasn't able to go to, uh, able to work as much as I wanted to and needed to. And so, you know, fortunately, I had this, you know, my dad's spirit kind of pulling me along, but every opportunity that I have, I try to mentor people who say, you know what, I think I might want to be a nurse. Can you talk to me about it? Okay, come on, let's go. Let's talk. And they'll say, well, I can't because of this. Well, let's find you a scholarship. Oh, well, you know, I can't go to this program. Well, let's find a program that does work for you. And so there now there's so many different uh, schooling models, uh, whether it's a vocational program or your full time, or you can go to a junior college, you can go to, you know, the traditional uh, school and mind you, I couldn't just step up and go to a four-year college right away. I did, the, you know, the junior college route. Um, then, you know, I kind of stair stair-stepped it. Um, then I went for my bachelor's. Then I went for my master's, working the whole time. But I would say to anyone who wants to enter in the health profession, even if you don't know that you want to be a nurse, maybe you're thinking about physician. Maybe you're thinking about being a respiratory therapist or physical therapist. There's speech therapists. There's so many different things. I would just say. Um, just, you know, find someone who's in that field and connection, make a connection. And now with social media, you can follow people's pages to see what is that journey like to get some insight into, you know, what would I be doing? What is, what are the requirements to travel this pathway? 
and talk to a few people from the different disciplines. And I'm hopeful that, you know, someone that you reach out to will take, a, you know, take some time to chat with you about what their journey has been like to help you, you know, avoid the same obstacles that they did. Because that's what I do. Every opportunity I get, I'm trying to talk to someone and I say, well, you know, I can't go to nurse school right now. Why not? How come? What's happening? I, I that, it's that, too hard. I'll help you. <laughs> I think that's very important, especially for our K-Day listeners and, and the people that might watch this YouTube after afterwards, that... We, we have to, it's, nothing's going to be easy. And I, and I always say like, hey, if you want to be a doctor or a nurse, and, and I talk to, you know, high school kids all the time, and I talk to a lot of my friends, like it, even if you're 40 or 18 or 19, it's not too late to change your career paths. You have to jump in it and you kind of have to force your way in it. So let's say you want to get in the medical field. Well, how about you get a job at the hospital in the cafeteria or, or, or mm-hmm. something about that? So you're already in the medical field and then kind of work your way up and see what you could do as far as school at night or just yeah. being in that environment. Somebody's going to share the information about programs like yourself or grants that they might not even know about by being in that. So I, I definitely think it's important for the people that's in those warehouses or in the community right now, because we get a lot of phone calls. Andrew knows this for a fact. We get a lot of phone calls and emails about people like, I heard your show and we were so inspired. So that's why we want to bring you on. Like, hey, it's not too late to get and start your new career path. You raise a good point. So maybe you want to be a physician or nurse, but you can start off as you know, a home health aide, a phlebotomist. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have people in the hospital just, you know, they transfer patients from x-ray to, the, to their yeah. hospital room, back and forth. We call those transporters. You know, mm-hmm. there's so many different things that you can do just to get inside the environment. Because I say, you know, be in the environment that you wanna, that you wanna grow and thrive in. Insert yourself, open that door and act like you belong there because you do. And so once you're in that space, you'll just, you know, you'll feel the synergy of the other people around you. And when you decide to go to school, just learning, being around, listening, all of those things will complement the things that you're learning in school. So that's what I did. I worked as a nursing assistant uh, until I was able to become a nurse. Mm. I mean, I'm I'm gonna piggyback all of that also because I mean, this is 20 years in my career now as a mortgage broker. I started as a receptionist. You know, I mean, and, and it was in, in, in the city of Irvine, where it's predominantly Caucasian, you know. So it took a while for me to get here. So I, I really, I agree with you. I want to take a step forward and ask you a question about, specifically about what was still in this pandemic. All the data was seeing is showing that black and brown people are suffering the most, you know. And, and that suffering, is, it just kind of hurts because you and I and Travon, we are more enlightened. So we know what to do and where to go and what to get information. So we're not in that demographic of black and brown that are suffering. But a lot of people are suffering across the country. You know, how can, how can they, what can they do to get more information? I mean, is it up to them or should they just wait for the government to do something for them? Child, don't wait for the government. Let me tell you something. Um, Because we have, we literally have to save ourselves. Some of this is we have, you know, and I tell, and I tell people that I take care of, like, it's my responsibility to take care of you, but you got to meet me halfway. I need you to, um, to work with me. And part of it is we've seen um, that our government has not always risen to the occasion. And, you know, previously in the previous administration, wasn't quite where we needed them to be, which is how we ended up um, in a lot of the mess that we're in. But 
what I, when it comes to brown and black people, I'll say this, we are three to four times more likely to get sick with COVID, two to three times more likely to die from COVID compared to our white counterparts. And a lot of that stems from, well, there's multiple reasons. There's the, um, many of us have, you know, health disparities historically because of um, institutionalism, uh, institutionalized racism, um, you know, lack of access to quality health care, living in food deserts, right? Um, so many things working against us. So it's like an uphill battle. Uh, and so, and many of us, not many, but there's a fair amount who are uninsured or underinsured, or if they do even have access, they've had such a bad experience because there's lots of research out there that says black and brown people, our medical complaints are often dismissed. They're not treated with the same level of concern as some of our white counterparts. And so for whatever reasons, we've not had a good interaction with uh, the healthcare system. So we don't even access it when we can. So all of these things collectively have disadvantaged us. And if you think of like uh, with COVID-19, we asked people to social distance. Let's just start with that. Many people were, you know, four or five people in a two bedroom apartment. How much social distance? Like that many, you know, using public transportation. How am I, you know, if we were, we were in a place where we were at high risk for a variety of reasons to suffer from COVID. But now, now that we know more about this, right? Cause COVID has kind of, um, they've looked at how racism um, and social injustice actually exists in healthcare, right? The disparities. Now, now that we know that these things exist, now, well, we knew that they exist, but now that we know to what severity, we actually kind of need to save ourselves. We got to work with the information that we get. And quite honestly, the CDC has not been the greatest at disseminating information. They actually rely a lot on news outlets. They've actually relied on social media platforms, um, trying to dispense information, shows like this, because ain't nobody checking for the CDC, right? And besides, who really, who went on a, before COVID, did anyone really go to the AD CDC often to check for information? They might go now, but people are learning more about uh, COVID, how to protect themselves from it, you know, more about vaccines through their trusted outlets. And who are their trusted outlets, right? You know, like you probably have very faithful fans who come to your show, they trust your information, they trust you. So when you present something, they're more likely to listen. So mm -hmm. shows like this is how we get important information out. Um, and which I will say is speaking of important information, vaccines, I know many people are uh, skeptical or have some vaccine hesitancy, but I have to say that um, I really hope that, you know, your health is a very personal decision. Very much. I'm not. I'm not the boss of you. I can provide you resources, information. And it's up to you, you know, to actually uh, jump the broom per se. But the vaccine is available to us. So people say, "Well, I'm, I don't want to do this. It's a big experiment. It's like Tuskegee." Well, the difference with Tuskegee is treatment was withheld mm -hmm. from people. We we knew we had a treatment for syphilis, and folks, it wasn't uh, provided to people who needed it. We know there's a pandemic. There's a treatment. It's not being withheld. To, from us. It's open. It's, you know, white people are lining up to take this vaccine. I hope y'all know. So while we're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to take it. It's an experiment. Tuskegee, all the white people are lining up. They're going, they're actually going out to like um, the vaccine centers um, in the hood, in the, you know, in the places wherever they can go. So I just don't want to see us miss the boat with trying, getting a, a treatment or excuse me, not a treatment, a preventative uh, measure that could possibly 
uh, protect you from getting COVID. And I'll say this, because I know there's, they throw out a lot of numbers. We've seen uh, Pfizer, 95% effective, Moderna, 94.1% effective, Johnson & Johnson, 72% effective at preventing you from getting COVID, the um, mild to moderate COVID. But the number that's missed a lot is 100%. It will, all of the vaccines, 100% will prevent you from getting severe COVID-19 and dying from it. Yeah. That's a number that's not talked about a lot. And I think that's something that I really want people to know. Well, well, look, we, we're getting exclusives right here. I felt like I got more information. Me and Andrew, we, we watch all the uh, news outlets and I felt like I got more information right now than, and than I, I, I've seen within the last you know uh, six months. Um, well, because I think it's because we're, we're always real. I mean, news are news. You know, everybody yeah. have opinions, but what just like what is real? What is yeah. you know? This is not about opinion. This is not about I'm a Democrat or Republican. I love right. Trump. I love Biden. We don't care about all of that. What we care about is, as Black and Brown people, what's good for us? What can okay. we? You know, me and Travon have come from the way bottom scratch nothing to where we are to be able to do this. And, and, and that's kind of what he's saying. I mean, I'm just so passionate about what we're doing because people need to, if I can come from Nigeria and be in a position where I'm at, I mean, I don't see any reason why anybody is, as an American citizen will not be able to say, okay, let me take that step and do something. It just, it just really kind of bothers me to see people suffering when they, right. they can have options, you know? Yeah. And, yes. and, and that's something we try to bring right here on the Tie and Hoodie show. Like Andrew said, it's just being real with our listeners. Hopefully every hopefully we, we change one life each and every show at the minimum. Um, and you answered you pretty much answered all my questions. I, 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 I'm telling you, I, I used to talk to this lady right here, you know, years ago. And uh, I had to squeeze all kind of information out of her. Now I'm like, I'm just so impressed. Well, how, how, oh, how far you came. Right. Come on. That is Come right. On. That's yeah. right. See, you, you came so far, you used to be like, you got to talk more. Now I'm like, I can sit back and just listen to you. So I think you're doing a very, very good job. And, and, and it's important to our community for people like you to, you know, get out there. And, and we'd love to have you on anytime you need to co come on. But I'm, I'm look, I'm interested in America's ner favorite nurse. What what's a that walk us through a day? You know, when you like you get in, like, you know, I know the police get in and they, they have their briefings. What's what's it a day in a uh, life with, with with America's favorite nurse, Nurse Alice? Oh, wow. So no day is ever the same. I will say that uh, I work in the ICU ER and I work on the ambulance. So like last night I worked on the ambulance. So I never know what's going to happen. So I literally I'm. I'm uh, a nurse and I have two EMTs, one's driving and one's in the back with me. And basically we're transporting critically ill patients uh, from one location to another, uh, oftentimes on, you know, several medications and drips on the ventilator. Um, you know, we're riding with sirens on. It's so people are having, you know, people actively having a stroke right in front of me. And uh, the other day we had uh, a gentleman, 90% burns all over his body. I literally could see the blistering in the skin falling off and we're like rushing to the hospital. So um, I typically work um, in those type of high, high stakes, high intensity environments. So it's a, it's different all the time. Um, I know. And then, you know, uh, it's a 12 hour day of that, just kind of back to back to back. And I'll say this with coat. With the COVID, that was 
even though, you know, I know my stuff and I know what I'm doing and I'm, you know, I keep my cool when things are chaotic, but during the peak of COVID, I have to be honest, I never in a million years would have thought that I would have, we would have been there. I remember running out of ventilators and having to manually like bag someone who was intubated because we didn't have any ventilators. We, but we had to take turns and to manually, you know, bag someone who had a breathing tube because we ran out of machines. And, you know, thankfully, I think we were able to get a machine after like uh, an hour or so. But can you imagine that and running out of medications? So, you know, I'm busy in the hospital. Um, I'm also a mom. So I got kids that I'm, you know, this is homeschooling is, is boy, boy, there's homeschooling. And then, you know, I do stuff on television as well. Because again, as tired as I am, to me, representation matters. For so many years, you've seen white male doctors on television trying to give everybody health and wellness information, and that's cool. But I feel like, I feel like, you know, from the being from the hood, you know, started from the bottom. Now we're here, and with all my with all the experience and care and passion and love I have for the community, um, I I try not to ever turn down an opportunity to speak to people about uh, health and wellness because. For one, I think representation matters. You know, we have plenty of black and brown doctors and nurses out there that are very skilled and able to do so. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's just something that I really, really enjoy doing. I think, and I feel like it would make my dad proud. So that's another reason why I'm like, mm, I got, I got to keep going. Got to keep going. Okay. So, 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 no, so Alice, what, yes. what's next? What's next in the next ten years? Where do you see yourself? Ooh, actually there's, mm, I can't say yet. Okay, well, I'll say this. Um, so I'm, I will, I'm actually opening up my own clinic. Uh, yes. Here, yeah, I am. I'm actually opening up my own clinic. Right now I'm going to have an office in Burbank, but I really want to get down to like um, either Compton, somewhere down there. I would love to have a clinic like in Watts or somewhere in that area, but I'm opening my private clinic because I'm a nurse practitioner as well. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm a medical contributor for NBC. So I've been doing lots of stuff with them and drop drop the resume girl, drop the resume. Wait, 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 right. And, um, I have to say I'm very, there is a regularly scheduled program on a a network that I will be a part of that's coming out that I'm really proud and excited about. Um, So so, something, something, something like the doctors or something like that, or the nurses. Well, it. I'll say it's a com- it's a combination of nurses and doctors. Okay. Uh, I'm really excited about it. We start filming in September, um, but that's all I can say right now. Okay. Oh wow! So yeah. the next ten years so, is, is the next ten years is going to be busy blessing people. Bless yes, um, continuing to do direct patient care, help as many people I can. Um, I always want to help mentor other you know other folks who are interested in become in. Um, entering the, the medical profession, and then just continue on my campaign with trying to just get out to the community um, mm-hmm. and just help people and help people help people because, mm-hmm. you know, I can't do it all myself. It, you know, it takes a village. So yes. I really want to work with other people who are like-minded, who want to help improve the community because um, we got a lot of work to do. We got a lot okay. of work to do. Now, we're, we're, everybody's, uh, you know, listening right now and you, you've turned Nurse Allison to everybody, all the K-Days, America's First Nurse. <laughs> Uh, their favorite nurse as well. Where can they like get information or reach out to you, you know, be a fan or whatnot? Y'all, you have a website, correct? 
Yes, yes. You can visit my website, asknursealice.com. And then I'm on all social media platforms at Ask Nurse Alice. So I kept it simple for everybody. So if you have a health question, a question about, you know, nursing school, things like that, you can just hit me up on social media or visit my website. And I have tons of articles and recipes and things like that. And other tools. I have a couple eBooks on my website. If you're interested, like there's the nutrition piece, Um, But I talk about all things, health and wellness, physical and mental health can leave mental health out. That's important too. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, tons of information on my website. You can start reading those articles. Um, There's some videos from some of my, uh, from news hits uh, about different topics. So yeah. And if there's, if you can't find it on my website, email me, let me know, hit me up on social media, um, slide in my DM professionally. And um, you know, we can (laughs) have that conversation. (laughs) <laughs> I do understand. So, look, I, 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 we definitely appreciate you coming on the show, blessing our listeners, blessing us. It's yes. really, you know, you always been my favorite nurse. So I appreciate you. I, uh, you know, people that may not know, I was raised in the hospital ever since I was little because of asthma. So I've been on a ventilator over six times. So I understand what the people of COVID are going through. Um, you heard it right here from the nurse. Hey, go get vaccinated if you can. Do your research. Ask her about, you know, if you if you missed any of the show, go back and watch it on YouTube and reach out to her. But it's time for us to start taking care of ourselves, you know, and, and instead of, you know, doing damage to our, ourselves by out. I think a lot of us are out thinking things. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm a, I'm a doctor or anything, but I think we just the minority community. We out think things like I'm not getting the vaccination. Well, that might be the downfall to, to our community if we don't get the vaccination. So, like I said, I appreciate you just coming on and spreading the word with the, you know, the Tired Hoodie Show listeners. Andrew? Well, hey, I wanted to say thank you. It's a pleasure meeting you. I've, I've watched your piece. I've read about you. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, if, if time permits, we can have you on the show again and talk specifics, you know, down the drain. Oh, I'd love to. Um, again, I don't turn down the opportunity to talk to people about health and wellness. And let me just throw a plug. If you're looking to get the vaccine by April 15th, everyone ages 16 and up, will be able to get the vaccine, regardless of your medical, like you have a medical condition or not. Okay. April 15th is a day where everyone will be eligible to get the vaccine. You heard it right here on the tiredhoodieshow.com. You missed this, uh, you, you jumped in late, got here you, and missed pieces or need to hear anything else, go to the YouTube page on tiredhoodieshow.com. We thank you guys again. KDA listeners, this is all for you. We'll see you guys next week. Nurse Alice, thank you. Hey, do you have valuable information that can help your community? Okay. And you'd like to be a guest? Um, Hit us on our social media. Do it now. The Tie and Hoodie Show is sponsored by ICCLending.com. For real estate service, please go to ICCLending.com.